1: Answer the first question? <laughs> I'm laughing too. They actually, uh, I. Uh, well, look, I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, uh, the answer is, I believe he has in the past essentially acknowledged that he was. Uh, there are certain things that he would do or do but look um when i was asked that question on air i answered it honestly but it's not much of a i i I, I don't think it matters a whole lot in terms of this next meeting we're about to have it's about a mutual self-interest i'll take your questions and as usual folks they gave me a list of the people i'm going to call on so uh jonathan associated press i am i am not going to walk away on this why are you so confident he'll change his behavior, Mr. President? Yeah, no, I'm not confident changing his behavior. What the hell, what do you do all the time? So when did I say I was confident? You I said, said in the next six months, I said, what I said, was let's get it straight, I said what will change their behavior is if the rest of the world reacts to them and it diminishes their standing in the world. I, I'm not confident of anything. Just stating the fact. But given his past behavior has not changed, and in that press conference after sitting down with you for several hours, he denied any involvement in cyber attacks, he downplayed human rights abuses, he even refused to say a Navalny's name. So how does that account to a constructive meeting as President President Putin president if You don't understand that you're in your own
0: business. Is there a summit with
1: China? Of course not. We don't have this kind of habit of assassinating anybody. That's one. Number two is, I want to ask you, did you order the assassination of uh, the woman who walked into the Congress and who was shot and killed by a policeman? Do you know that 450 individuals were arrested after entering the Congress? And they didn't go there to steal a laptop. They came with political demands. 450 people have been detained. They're facing, they're looking... They're they're looking at jail time between 15 and 25 years, and they came to the Congress with political demands. Isn't that prosecution for political opinions? Some have been accused of plotting to topple, to take over government power. Some are accused of uh, robbery. They didn't go there to rob. The people who you have mentioned, yes, they were convicted for violating their status, having been previously convicted, given uh, uh, given delayed sentences. To be completely honest, I understand the English language perfectly, but Vice President Biden does not speak clearly. I'm not a doctor like his wife. Then again, she is not a doctor either, but I would say he is in the early stages of dementia. He brought some flashcards with him, I thought they were cute just like the ones we use here in Russia to teach little Russian babies about the colors and shapes. Whoever thought it was a good idea sending this house plant to negotiate with Vladimir Putin should be fired immediately. Bring back the real president of the United States, Donald J. Trump.
0: Well, so far that's about how well his overseas trip is going. Joe Biden is doing the America last everybody else first trip and it is disastrous. Uh, it's really a shame. You know, I would say on a personal note, nobody wants him to fail. He's going to fail because he's incompetent, but we don't want him to fail because if he fails, America fails. And that's not what we're all hoping for as Americans. We want America to survive and to thrive, but under his administration with whoever is making the calls, With their radical ideology, their overspending causing hyperinflation and sending this pompous idiot around the world to talk to world leaders, we're being laughed at. Imagine what people from other countries think. They look at him. He's the face of America right now. They look at him and they must say to themselves, what is wrong with the American people that they would elect somebody like that? Now, I'm not saying he was legitimately elected. There's severe questions around that. But that is, for better or worse, at the moment, who is in charge? So that's what the entire world sees. They see somebody that can't complete sentences. He loses his train of thought in that very first clip that I played you when there was that about 10 second pause. That's because he was staring into space. And then all of a sudden he came back and goes, the answer is like he was trying really hard to focus. Then you have Vladimir Putin, who is a worthy adversary to say the least, especially in negotiating. You go see him and he thinks you're a joke. You know, if you looked at the pre-meeting when they're all showing up on stage and everybody's shaking hands, Putin looked overly confident, like he was going to take it to the house. And Biden, although he looked very relaxed, I'm sure he was. They probably have him doped up on so much medication just to keep him thinking straight. And it was just, you could tell who the alpha male was, if you want to put it that way. You could tell Putin was there and he wasn't scared. There was no real negotiations. He felt like he was going to take it to the House on Biden. You never saw that with Trump. Putin came prepared to deal with Trump because he knew he was going to deal with somebody who was hard and was going to negotiate hard and he was going to do the best for us as opposed to Joe giving away everything. Just a a quick example of that. To show you where Joe's priorities lie, he shuts down the Keystone Pipeline which brings oil into America. Thousands of jobs, helps the economy, helps keep us energy independent. After he shuts us down... He goes and approves the pipeline in Russia so they could produce more oil and sell more oil to Europe, which goes against every reason he gave you for shutting down the Keystone pipeline about, you know, going green and fossil fuels are outdated and whatnot. Well, I guess it's okay in Russia so they could make money. We could buy oil from them. Europe can buy oil from them instead of buying from us. So we lose, they win. You think Putin is scared of them? He's already given in to him. What has he done to him? The cyber attacks. What did he do to Russia? Nothing. He gave him the pipeline, like I just said. So he gave him a bonus. He, they actually didn't do anything to him. Joe didn't put any sanctions on him. He didn't do anything to him. You know, we look really foolish right now. And as much as I would like to make fun of the whole situation because of, you know, his cognitive decline, it's not really a joke. It's actually embarrassing and sad for America. Now, a minute ago, I did just say it's questionable that he won the election. As you know, the Arizona audits have been going on for quite some time. It has even gotten to the point where the feds are trying to step in to stop the investigations because I guess they're scared of what they're going to find. Well, Brett Bart came out with a news story that Georgia's Secretary of State announces investigation of Fulton County over missing ballots forms. Uh, The Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, tweeted Monday that Fulton County is under investigation by his office for its inability to produce ballot drop box transfer forms for absentee ballots from November 3rd, 2020 general election. According to records cited by the Georgia Star News, Fulton County should have been able to provide the publication with an estimated 1,565 transfer forms upon an open records request. Since the publication requested the document several months ago, the county has reportedly only provided 1180. At least 385 absentee ballot transfer forms are still missing, which could account for approximately 18,901 votes. And if you remember, Biden supposedly won Georgia by a little bit over 12,000 votes. So that puts some serious questions on whether or not he actually won the state of Georgia. And this is the problem we're having. There's no transparency. Arizona's doing audits. You have the feds trying to step in to slow them down. Georgia's doing audits. You got missing ballot boxes, which actually it's not like if he won the state by a couple hundred thousand and maybe 18,000 are missing, it's not going to change anything. But the fact is that if Joe supposedly won the state by only 12,000 and you have 18,000 out, there's a high probability that Trump may have retained Georgia, which changes the numbers. Again, same with Arizona. The real question is when we get down to it, when they find everything that they need to find and they produce all their reports and we see what actually happened, Are they going to go do audits in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania and all these states that stop counting at 3 a.m., which would lead you to the obvious question of if it does turn out to be that they stole the election, what happens then? I don't pretend to be a constitutional scholar or know all the laws, but if it is proven through all these investigations that Trump is the legitimate winner of the 2020 election, what then? I mean, I would like to say impeachment, and you'd have to impeach both Joe and Kamala, but then who takes over? The House Speaker? Nancy Pelosi? Would that be any better? (laughs) Not likely. So you just wonder, where do we go from that point? Um, One way or the other, if there is fraud, if the election system has been compromised, it has to be brought to light. People have to see it. We have to have faith in our election system, otherwise... We have nothing. If we don't believe in the system and people stop voting, it's going to be a a nightmare. It's going to be a train wreck for the United States. The United States will be lost at that point because then we become a banana republic and it's all over. We just got to wait and see what happens. You know, I've been real proud of people lately. More and more people are standing up all the time. So many mothers and people in general are coming out fighting against critical race theory, which is wonderful. Uh, Currently, you have the governor of Texas, saying he's going to, through the state money and through private companies, finish portions of the wall on the southern border. Ron DeSantis is going to send him help uh, via police officers, military, whatnot, to help him out and assist him. It's good to see these states taking control and not letting the federal government dictate to them what to do in their states. And it's powerful, and it's the way it needs to be. To show you that not all is lost, the Blaze reported a federal judge in Louisiana has blocked the Biden administration's suspension of new oil and gas leases on federal land and water, claiming the administration provided no rational explanation for the ban and did not follow the law in executing it. Judge Terry Daughtry of the United States District Court of the Western District of Louisiana issued a preliminary injunction Tuesday blocking the administration from enforcing the the moratorium. He said the suspension violated the Outer Continental Shelf Lands Act and the Mineral Leasing Act, two lands designed to affirm the federal government's intent to achieve energy independence using U.S. resources. Daughtry's decision came as part of a lawsuit filed by the coalition of the 13 Republican attorney generals claiming the administration had unlawfully issued the order. The judge said his order applies nationwide and will remain in effect pending final resolution of the case, including potential appeals to higher courts. He noted that the decision would affect countless American workers. Millions and possibly billions of dollars are at stake, Daughtry said. Local government funding, jobs for plaintiff state workers, and funds for the restoration of Louisiana's coastline are at stake. Plaintiff state's have a reliance interests in the proceeds derived from offshore and on-land oil and gas lease sales. He added in the ruling that the moratorium should be struck down because it provides no rational explanation in canceling the lease sales and in enacting the pause. And by ordering the pause, the government was taking actions contrary to law. So that's at least a first step in the right direction to preserve our energy independence and American jobs. Hopefully, I'm sure it's going to get challenged. So hopefully, as it goes up the chain legally, it'll hold. You know, these days and times, who knows what the Supreme Court's going to do if it makes it all the way up there. They're so wish-washy, you can't depend on them for anything. So we'll see how it goes. But at least this shows you that we are fighting back. And this is what we're going to have to do extremely hard all the way until midterms. Hopefully during midterms, we can get the upper hand by taking back the Senate and the House or both or one or the other. So that way we have a little bit more breathing room, you know, waiting for the 2024 election, which I don't know if anybody else heard this but Biden was saying that he would seek re-election in 2024, and I just, I don't even know how. He'd be lucky to make it to 2022, let alone 2024, and then looking to be re-elected for another four years, putting him well into his 80s. He'd actually be getting into his, what, about 86 by the time he'd be leaving office on the next go-round? Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Now that is just dumb. Speaking of dumb things, The Daily Wire reported scientists backing the probe into the Wuhan lab wanted to wait because we didn't want to be associated with Trump. A scientist that signed onto a letter recently backing a probe into the possibility that the coronavirus pandemic originated from the Wuhan Institute of Virology admitted in an interview this week that she and other scientists did not want to come forward sooner to back the possibility that the pandemic originated in the lab because they did not want to, in quote, be associated with Trump. So what you should take from that is that the news, they did not care about your health. This whole thing was not that important to them. It was more important to them to make it political and no matter what, just disagree with Trump, even if he's right. There was another story that came out that kind of goes hand in hand with this. There's a reporter from Houston 26. You may have seen it, you may not. She worked with Project Veritas. And to show you what you are and aren't allowed to talk about, even in a Fox News channel, because this is Fox 29 or 26, excuse me. In the interview, she was playing tapes that she recorded where they were telling her she can't ask a particular doctor about hydroxychloroquine. And she showed, I guess, the part of the interview, if you watch it, it's it's pretty lengthy, but if you watch it, she showed a part of the interview where the doctor says, you know, hydroxychloroquine absolutely works and it's been over-politicized to death and it's ridiculous. And her producer ended up calling her after viewing her interview with the doctor and telling her she failed. She failed as a reporter for bringing up hydroxychloroquine. She further went on to say that the reason she wasn't allowed to bring it up is because Trump had mentioned it and they are there to do whatever they need to do to make Trump look bad. There was a later part in a segment where something as stupid as Bitcoin. She made the statement, her producer this was, made the statement that you're the five o'clock and their demographic that watches the five o'clock news, at least in Houston, are poor Black Americans, they don't want to hear about Bitcoin financially, they can't invest in Bitcoin, so we don't talk about Bitcoin, we don't run any commercials about Bitcoin, Bitcoin doesn't exist in that time slot. It really amazes me, personally, that Trump did as well as he did with this type of resistance to him. It's unbelievable, Fox, who everybody supposedly trusts Fox, at least at the time, was playing everybody. They're, you know, they're doing the devil's advocate deal. They're playing both sides of the field. So they're no better than the rest. When Trump was calling these people out as fake news, that's just proof in the pudding right there. The fact that she wasn't allowed to talk about hydroxychloroquine just because Trump suggested it is already a problem. All these people did was politicize this virus, and they wonder why we don't want to take the vaccine. They wonder why we don't believe in it. They wonder why people don't believe in wearing masks. Well, it's your fault directly because you politicized something that didn't have anything to do with politics, and if you'd have just stuck to the science and stuck to the facts, you'd have probably had a better response to this supposed pandemic. This is why the news isn't worth watching either. Yeah, that's another point to this is that this is why I get all of my news from reading journalists, people that actually go out there and do real journalism that ask the hard questions that have no filter. We're going to ask you what we want to find out and try to get the truth out of people or at least dig deep enough till they can get the truth. Because what you see on TV anymore is just a production. They're not telling you anything real. They're telling you specific Things that they want you to do, see, or know about for a number of reasons. Whether it's to poke at your emotions racially, whether they're trying to distract you from something else that's going on that they don't want you to pay attention to, uh, Hunter Biden. Because if you've noticed, anytime something is released about Hunter Biden or the Biden family, all of a sudden that gets drowned out by something else that erupts in the news. And it is a shame, but that's the times we live in. You know, Find real journalists. I think you're getting a lot more real news, I gotta be honest with you, out of podcasts nowadays. There's a lot of good podcasters out there. You do still have some really good conservative voices out there that actually still dig for the truth, that want to bring the facts to you for you to decipher for yourself. They don't tell you what to do. They say, here it is. This is our presentation. This is what we found You know, you take from that what you want to take from it, and that's the way it should be because you are an individual and it's what you think yourself, but pay attention to what you're watching because most of it's trash. Definitely find some trusted sources and then stick to them, but always question no matter what. If you see something that looks off to you, look into it, question it, dig into it. That's what we have to do nowadays because real news is getting harder and harder to find each and every day. That'll wrap it up for me today. I hope you are having a wonderful Friday and you're going to have a great weekend. If you'd like to follow me at Twitter, at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N, Gab, Little Joe's Corner, Cloud Hub, Little Joe CC, and parlor Joe Little. Um, I think Trump's website supposedly is about to launch soon. I'm starting to get emails that saying it should be going in the near future. They never give you an exact date. If that's the case and it's as good as they're claiming it's going to be, More than likely, most people will probably just move over to that one. I know myself. I'm super interested. I'd like to see what it is. You can also check out any videos I have at Rumble. I did figure out the problem that I was having with Rumble. So if you go under channels and punch in Little Joe's Conservative Corner with no apostrophe, no spaces, it should link you to the channel itself. And then you can see any videos that I post there. Otherwise, have a great Friday. Blessed weekend. See you on Tuesday.